Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 50, 50. That's what I'm going to be this pretty soon, 5-0. Oh, I don't know if I should clap or, or, or what. I'm getting up there. <laughs> when, we, when we're younger, it's funny. We be like, oh, I can't wait to get 21, drinking age. I'm grown, can vote. Eight, well, 18 is voting age. And then once we start getting older, we like, man, this year is just going so fast. I wish it slow down. I'm, get, I'm getting too old here. So we kind of change when we have to, what, pay those bills and, and, and those wrinkles start kicking in and, and that gray streak, this, this my natural hair, that, that's, that's for real. That's not no, no dye, that's a real gray streak in my hair. So I'm learning to just grow in it gracefully. <laughs> so welcome back everyone. Um, we love you, feel free to come on, uh, feel free to share. Uh, leave your email address. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. We have uh, some topics of uh, community issues we're going to uh, discuss today. Uh, one of the topics we know uh, this LGBTQ is, uh, is their month June, which doesn't surprise me because June is six. That's the mark of the B666. Uh, we're not here to uh, condemn anybody or, or beat anybody down. We're just here to deliver uh, the word of God. And I think that's just a discussion we need to talk about um, in our community and what's going on uh, with all of this. But right now, I'm going to give it to you, Brother Mike. We're going to have our Hebrew words for the day. And so um, let me admit a couple people coming into the room. Thank you, Yahshua and Yahweh. And so, Brother Mike, you have it now. Okay, let me get this screen shared. Okay. And so while he's doing it, like we say, write it how he has it, and uh, but write it down again how you pronounce it so you can remember how to pronounce it correctly on how you're saying it. And that's the way I do it. Okay, um, today we're just gonna continue on. Shabbat Shalom everyone in the um, live stream community. And we're gonna continue with the Via Hafta, which is the next part of the Shema, which can be found in the book of Deuteronomy. So I'm gonna go ahead and start this slide right now. And as Rabbi had mentioned before, when you're studying um, Torah, and this is can be found in your Torah, which is also the first five books of the of the Bible in Deuteronomy, we're gonna say the a, a prayer. And that is blessed to you, Lord our God, King of the universe who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to engross ourselves in Torah. So we're gonna start off with the first little section of this. See okay. if I can move this over, I'm not sure if it's covering, can everybody see that screen? Yes, yes you're oh, good my at, you're kind of like every, bringing these like, screens up in the Word. Okay, so the, the first line is via hafta et Adonai Elohecha. 
Vihafta et Adonai Eloheka. And if you remember, there's been some times when um, Achot Easter has mentioned about uh, Ahava. So we know right there that that already has like, that has to do with love. love. Mm -hmm. And then we had, and I, as I've mentioned before, a lot of time when you see those words, like right here, that end in the, uh, in the cuff, and it has a, a comma, that vowel underneath has that ha sound. You already know that that's gonna have to do with we, our, or your. So when you translate that in English, it is you shall love the Lord your God, or you shall love Yahweh our power. The Ahafta et Adonai Elohecha. You shall love the Lord your God, or you shall love Yahweh our power. Four simple little words. The Ahafta et Adonai or Yahweh Elohecha. And that's going to conclude that first little phrase. I don't want to give too much to swallow on, and I don't want to hold up any more of the, uh, the program that we're going to have today. And I'm going to turn this back over to Achot Easter. Well, thank you so much, Brother Mike. And so what, what I like to do is to like, uh, just like a phrase every week that we can say that uh, like every week you say one of the prayers in just a short one so that that can get in people's spirit. So the ones who are struggling, if we can just have a, a short prayer that you say every week before you teach us something else, I think that would be good too. If we can start that next week. Okay, okay thank you so much. So uh, I just uh, told you, let me put it on me here. <clears throat> A little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Of course, we're going to do our uh, our parish. We're going to be coming from that with the rabbi. But let's talk about. I want to get it right. LGBTQ, which means lesbian, gay, bisexual, uh, the transgender uh, community. And we welcome uh, everybody here into the room. As I said, we're not here to judge or beat anybody up. We're just here to deliver the word of God. And I know at first I um, had a topic of uh, the, the fad or, or the style, like what's in. And I think this is becoming one of those, those, those things where they're trying to make it a fashion, but they're just like pushing people over into being um, the, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. We see the purses and different things coming out for the men, the attire, and we see uh, shows of people saying, hey, it's okay, who you love is just who you love. But let's talk about the word of God. We're gonna start on Genesis 9, Genesis 9, uh, 20 through 27. And Noah began to be a farmer and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. So we don't drink to get drunk and we know that. And Ham, which was his son, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem, which is where we come from, Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Japheth, which was another one of the brothers, took a garment and they laid it both on their shoulders and they went backwards and they covered the nakedness 
of their father and their faces were turned away and did not, they did not see their father nakedness. And so um, to, to just sum that up, Ham was cursed behind that. And so, I mean, that's their own father. And the Lord didn't allow, in this two men, that's his father and son, to even see his nakedness. So what, what does that tell you? Men, men shouldn't look upon men like that. So even that little piece there, he was cursed behind that. That, that cursed a whole generation of hams behind that. So let's go to um, Leviticus 18, 22. So Leviticus 18 and 22 says, you shall not lie with the male as with the woman. It is an abomination. It says on here, it is abomination. I'm gonna open the screen up to everyone. So what, what does abomination mean? Abomination mean a thing that causes disgust and hatred. So that's in the dictionary, what abomination is. Biblically, it's wicked, it's vile, it's disgusting, and morally wrong. And these are words that you can look up. This isn't uh, what Easter or Rabbi, anybody, this, this is what's in the Bible, and this is what's in the dictionary, okay? So that's what abomination means. We're going to go to another one, uh, Leviticus 20 and 13. Leviticus 20 and 13, and everyone say, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm Catholic, I'm this and that. Okay, well, this is the Bible. This is the word of God, all right? Leviticus 13, uh, 20 and 13 reads, if a man lie with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. Okay, that's what that says. And they should surely be put to death. It says you'll be put to death. All right. And then Romans, I'm going to do one more. Romans 1, 26 and 27. So Romans 1, 26 to 27 read, for the reason God gave them a vile passion for even their women exchanged their natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, always the, also the men leaving the natural use of a woman burn in their lust for one another, men and men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due, which we know was what? Once again, death. All right, so let, let's, let's deal uh, with this topic. Um, so people say, oh, well, you know, I, I heard I was born with this. No, you're not born that way. There are spirits that are on people and we can say, hey, if someone starts stealing, what do they do? Their parents set them down saying you are not to steal. They start teaching you at a young age. No, you, you can't do that. You can't, you can't go in society doing those types of things. So if that, that, that urge and that spirit lies on you to be a thief, what makes these parents not deal with that at a young age when they see that that sphere of a homosexuality lying on one of their children. You got to deal with that spirit. And I, I'll use Dwayne Wade, that, that young man is 14 years old. He's, he started this way before he even having sex and he shouldn't be having sex at 14. Counseling, sitting down, going to the Bible, talking with, talking with your, uh, your children, talking with your family members. Um, so where did that spirit come from? We know that Lucifer, uh, Satan, has some uh, angels that came down 
and they made it with the women. And a lot of times that's why you see women cover their hair because those uh, Satan, those bad angels were made in creating those giants. And so that's where a lot of those spirits come from. And they were called what? Nephilim. If you go to Genesis 6, 1 through 4, it talks about that, these, these giants. And what do they call sex maniacs now? It's not, it's not by chance, nymphomaniacs. Sounds like the same word, huh? Nephilim, nymphomaniacs. And so back in the days, these giants were heroes to what? Non-Hebrew population. They were heroes. And we, and we know that David, he destroyed Goliath. They weren't heroes. Huh. Uh, it, it wasn't supposed to be that way. All right. And so I, ju I just want to talk about this because it's tearing up our community. We know even with the with the slavery thing, when we were brought over here, a lot of our black men weren't allowed to mate with us. They, they tore our families apart. Um, and, and this is Easter keeping it real. They had that sex and raped us black women and they wouldn't let us sleep with our, our husbands and our men. And so they were left out in fields. They had sex with sheep. It, it's no big secret. Uh, they uh, homosexuality. They were the men were raped by their slave masters. A lot of those different things was going on. Those spirits. Those those are spirits that are on people when those things happen, and and there's generational curses, and we have got to get this right because we got to move forward. We need our men. Us women, procreation, that's what we're put here for, for our children. So what did the enemy do? First of all, he takes our men and try to have the men sleeping with men. And then he wants to abort our children. It's not of God. And we're here to talk about this subject because it, it's killing our generation. And if we know better, we'll do better. Well, oh, Easter, well, what am I supposed to do if, if this spirit is on me and, I, and, I, and I'm lusting? Prayer, meditation, read the Bible, go to the Torah, abstain. I've known gay people who have been gay and they've turned their lives around and they are happily married right now. So don't tell me it can't happen. Men have to be men. You are our covering. We love you and we need you there. We, we need you. Us women, we... We love you and we need you. We need our families. We need our children. We need both our coverings, which is our father, the Lord, and our covering. The men are supposed to cover us as women and cover our households. No, it's not okay for you for you to sleep with a man. And you know, they, they talk a lot about, well, AIDS, it, it came from Africa. They say it came from Africa and these apes and all that. Rock Hustle was the first aid case that we heard of. And he was a gay man. So don't, don't tell me it came from Africa. And if it did, nobody didn't care until Rock Hustle had it. Then we had to get a name for it when, when the white man, Rock, Rock, when he got it. Am I saying his name right? Am I saying his name, everybody, correctly? Because, you know, I can, I can saw this a name. But anyway, um... Then when it hit the U.S., we had to get a name and a cure for it. And so we just have to deal with this because uh, it's June and we call this, uh, they, they have a whole pride month over even in Israel in, on the, in the secular part of it, Tel Aviv, they're over there on the beach having gay parades, drinking and, and marching around. 
that is not of God. And it says right here, that the wages of that is death, it's abomination. And then people try to say, well, sin, sin, sin is sin, sin, sin is sin. Well, any sin, we trying to correct it, right? So why, why shouldn't you have to correct it? Heterosexuals, we don't tell what go on in our bedrooms. Why, why we have to look on the news and know what's going on in your bedroom? We have to deal with this spirit. And some people, they have been raped. And some people have gone through things. And, and I've seen people who've been raped, and then they go and do the same thing to other people. I, I don't get that. It's not for me to understand, because that's not in me, but that's, it's real. And it's happening. They're victimized and they make victims of other people. We have to pray. We have to get into the word of God. You know, I'm not perfect. And when, when I was out there phone and cranny didn't do it wrong, I had to pray. God, I need a husband. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And so you do too. He's no respecter of person. And if he helped me with, with my sin, he can help you with yours. Because you, you desire a family. Everybody desires a family. Everybody desires children. Anybody want to uh, talk about this subject? And so we, we talk about these subjects in our community, and we don't run from them because we don't owe anybody anything. Everybody in this square, we don't owe anybody anything. We ain't here to take away from anybody but just give the word of God. We're not here to beat up on anybody or able to reach out and talk about this and call us and we can pray in private about it. Anybody wanna um, say anything about the topic I just spoke about? Society knowledge made it so if you say anything about it, there you are. I mean, the whole weight of the law almost and society comes against you, but we still have to push back against society. We do, we just, it's, I mean, when you can lose your whole job, your livelihood, just for speaking out, that's, that lets you know that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and, and, it's, and it's against the word, right? So uh, they make it difficult. Uh, I should not, not difficult. They make it challenging for those that are not strong enough to stand up for it, or for those that are trying to make a earn a living in in corporate America. You're trying to make a, a learn a living, so you don't want to make waves because you know it's going to be detrimental to your career. That's a challenge you have to really, you know, you have to really look at because, it, and it's true. You can lose. Look at uh, was it Isaiah Washington. I think we talked about this a week or so ago. Isaiah Washington, when he oh. said something, he said something, I don't know, you know, exactly what it was, but have, how many movies have you seen him in since he said that, you know, oh. in, a, in a heated dispute at the heat of the moment, yeah. There are programs being put in our schools for our children to say it, it's okay. <laughs> They're putting that in our schools. You mean to tell me I can't have a Bible and, 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 and teach religion? in our school, but you can sit there and tell my kids that it's okay to be gay, it's okay to be a transgender. It's one thing about teaching them don't bully, because we're not here to bully, we're not here to judge, we're not here to, to kill anybody. It's another thing for you to teach it's okay. What gives you that right? 
The school district does not have that right to teach our children that. And if you're not communicating with your child, you don't know what's going in their ear gates, what's going into their spheres. It's becoming a fad. It's becoming a style. It's becoming the end thing. No. I think, I, I think kind of like what we touched on last week um, when we talked about how you can just see a gradual manifestation that's just been going on through the centuries. Like when we talked about as much as on TV, how sex itself has just manifested from what it was originally designed to. And we just see how far uh, society has drifted away from Torah because Torah is the accurate arrangement of all things. And so when you drift further and further away, you're gonna see a manifestation like that. Like it started off what was always on TV. You know, you saw how the marriage started and they were in two separate beds. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it got to where they put the two beds together. Mm -hmm. They're separate, but you can see that line, but, the, but they married, you know. And as censorship changed and society changed, it was a manifestation of the falling away. So I think that is what we see now. And even when I, I, I've talked to like uh, some people uh, that may have been like strippers or whatever, you know, but a lot of stuff, some is spirit, and then some is uh, abuse from when they were young or what they were taught or what they, what they experienced. And so they have a different reaction. You can have two people growing up in the same household, experience the same parent, why is one good and then you have this other one that's like rebellious and totally like did we not have the same parents but their experience was different so I, and i think there was never reaching out there was always ostracizing so then those those that particular individual for lack of better words would be the black sheep of the family and most of us got black sheep in the family if we're not the black considered the black sheep for whatever reason <laughs> and, there, and there's counseling and healing need to, to take place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when, when uh, there was uh, rape and different things in the house, a lot of times it's not by an outsider. It's by a family member or somebody they know. And it was shameful. So they didn't deal with it. They didn't deal with it. And that person carried that spirit around and they needed counseling. They needed healing and uh, they need to be delivered. It's called deliverance. Hey, and nobody wanted, to, nobody wanted to deal. It was a shh. Just have you ever seen um, Denzel's movie, Antoine Fisher? Mm -hmm. And remember in, in there, he had this, this guy that was angry and everything, didn't know exactly why, because it was so deeply rooted and embedded from his childhood. And as he began to talk, that's when it came out, how there was, he was in this foster home and the older teenage daughter was molesting him, you know? And he had all these issues, you know, because he didn't plus he, aside from being just verbally and physically abused by the uh the foster mother you know that just compounded it. So right i think you have a whole bunch of hurting and then hurt people hurt people right and okay. if they were raised a certain way through that hurting process a lot of times like like you said i don't get it when you have someone that grows up in a household and their father abused their mother and then when they get into a relationship they abuse the woman and like, and I even talked to one of my coworkers that, that you know, went through that. And I said, why was it okay? I said, when you jumped on your father, I said, for when he was abusing your mother, once you became of age and stronger, but now you're doing that very same thing to your girl. Uh -huh. oh, I, 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 he didn't want to talk about that then. 
you know, he had a but it made him look. That's why I say do it in the form of a question, you know. So it made him think, you know. And him and the chick, they no longer together. They had a baby and everything. But I think since then, he's kind of like came around full, full circle, full circle. Because exactly. And sin begets sin. You do sin. Everything and everyone coming after you does the same sin until you um, break the chain. And you have to do that, um, especially when the veil is removed from your eye. But you keep looking and saying, oh, this keeps repeating. It's like a turnstile. Remember the turnstiles that used to be in the department stores? It's a turnstile. Unless you break and get out when the opening is available, you stay in the turnstile. And if you are not sensory or uh, aware, you'll continue in the turnstile until either you get tired or you die or something happens. It's gonna repeat until you break the cycle. And once you decide to break the cycle is when the struggle begins because you have a tendency, your body is drawn to that. Your body has been taught that. So your body is gonna what? Wanna go back to that because that's where safety is and you think that's where safety is, but you're familiar with it. And so you have to begin to speak over yourself, pray as you said, read the, uh, read the Torah, find someone who uh, knows about this, whether it be a professional counseling or someone that you can just sit and talk with that will listen to you. Right. And that will pray with you and that will counsel you and tell you how to get out because we all need somebody to talk to and say, how do I get out of this mess? I'm tired of it. I've done enough. I'm reaping the uh, uh, repercussions of it. I don't want it anymore. As you said, you talk to God. I don't want this anymore. Right. I have the same thing. I don't want this anymore. I'm tired. It's enough. We're done. And so you have, it's a, just like you said, it's a spirit. So therefore that spirit talks to you. You must talk back to that spirit and say, no more. Not today. I'm not the one. I'm through and, with and that comes through fasting and prayer. You have mm -hmm. to starve that spirit. You have to literally, when you fast, if, you, if you've ever fast, your flesh start rising. It'll, your stomach will start growling. You'll start getting a headache. Your flesh, it starts speaking and taking over. And you said, no, I'm not going to give you any food. I rule you. You don't rule me. And then after a couple of days, that goes away. And your flesh starts to subside. And so that's the same thing, abstaining. I had to abstain. And then I ended up getting my husband. I, I went and I started abstaining and praying. And, and that's what, and another, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to get to the root of it. And instead of saying, uh, uh, I welcome you in and I accept it. No, let's get to the root of why you're feeling this way. Why is this happening? Let's talk about it. But a lot of people don't want to talk about it because then you got to open up what that can of worms where, well, mom or dad, I, I was raped or I was molested. And I, and I didn't tell you. And then they got to deal with that feeling of, I didn't protect my child. And it, it's a healing for everyone. When you can talk about this, that's when the healing starts taking place. That's when the prayers start uh, taking place. We have to get to the root of this, not embrace it, but get to the root of it. And like I said, cause we need our men. We, we, we need you all. And so, um, we, Rabbi, uh, I know uh, 
iron sharpens iron. So God gave me the lesson to deal with this. And he had also given it to Rabbi. Um, our last parashah was Numbers 16 through 18 up to verse 32. Our new parashah is going to be Numbers 19 through 22 up to verse 1. So um, Rabbi Avshalom, thank you so much for coming on and, and teaching us. And like I said, we are not here uh, to badger. We're here to love. And we want to talk about this thing. And if you want to uh, message me privately, I'll pray. You can talk about me, talk to me about it or any anyone in these squares. I'll give you their phone number so we can pray and, and talk about it. Um, because I know there's always going to be a desire. Uh, I don't care who you are to have a, a family, to have children and two of the same sex cannot produce. They can't, no, there's no procreate, they can't produce. And so we have society saying, oh, well, come on and you can get this person to carry your baby or, or come on and you, you, you can get an adoption so we can put that spirit on that child coming up too. And it's better to have something than nothing. That's what society is doing. And we can't, we can't in this Egypt, we can't go for, I would say the okie doke or the tricks of the devil anymore. We have to rise up and today is the day. Every day is a new opportunity to turn away and start fresh. Every day is the opportunity to get it right. You don't have to look back, you can look forward and say, this is what I'm gonna to do. Today is a new day and I'm gonna start this way. Today is a new day, I'm gonna teach my children. Today is a new day, I'm gonna deal with the root and get to the root of this problem. I'm gonna embrace my love and I'm gonna talk this thing and walk this out with them. So Rabbi Afshalom, thank you so much. Uh, you have the the screen. I'll give it over to you. Okay. Told the Rabbi, I'll quote the Easter. Um, it could be said that we start a new, every day new because we get resurrected every day. If you go by some of the customs and the teachings of the the uh, sages, where they say that when we go to sleep, we is like our our soul just leaves our body, and our body is like dead, right? We're so close to dead. So every morning we are resurrected with a new opportunity to, to get it right. Okay. Right. So um, thank you uh, again for, and, and uh, allow me to share the screen. This parashah this week with Korah, you know, and, and I don't know how, how it happened. I was just studying Torah and studying Korah and and all of a sudden this thing hit me about LBG, BGQ, whatever it is, you know, hit me about that and, and pride, pride month and pride week, all these things started hitting me in my head. And I said, well, I'm studying Korah. Mm -hmm. Why is this coming up? Well, I know why now. <laughs> I know why now. Okay. So we're going to, uh, with the help of the Lord, we're going to, to, to uh, look at and discuss them. I like to discuss. Okay, I like to discuss. So I want to read something that uh, you may not have. I'm gonna read from some of the study materials that I have that is actually written in, in Aramaic, and it's it's old writings, uh, basically penned before the first century as we have it, but it wasn't written down, and it was oral teaching until probably, I guess it became prominent in the 1700s. And, and many of you may know that as the, um, 
the Zohar, which is a spiritual teaching and it's taught by the Kabbalists. But Zohar is a spiritual book and, and what it does is it tries to attach or to link the spiritual realm with the natural realm, which is a Kabbalistic in teaching. Uh, so I find that after having studied the Kabbalistic teaching and, and the uh, uh, Zohar, I find that when I went back and studied the, the New Testament again, or the Brit Shah, I started to see some concepts laid out. And um, they're very simple uh, concepts. And they tie back to the Torah. So let me just read something from some of those writings, uh, those writers that have been translated into English for our uh, edification. It says, more desirable than gold, than abundant pure gold, sweeter than honey and dripping of the comb. Now that's Psalm, one, that's Psalm 19 and 11. It says, how sublime are the words of Torah. Again, the key is Torah right? How precious are the words of Torah. They are desired above, desired by all, for they compromise the holy name, okay? Whoever engages in Torah engages in the holy name, okay? And is saved from, saved from all, saved in this world and in the world that is coming, okay? So, and then again, it says, if Israel, if you call by yourself Israel, if you call yourself Yehud, he says, if Israel kept the Torah, so if you keep the Torah, he says, they will be delivered from all and not, and not find themselves in exile, but we are here. So that tells us that our forefathers did not keep Torah. Now, they may have had customs and traditions, but they were not keeping Torah because we are here. It says, what is written, um, engraved upon the tablets in Exodus 32 and 16, do not read engraved, but rather uh, freedom. And this freedom has already been established. That is a, uh, an explanation of some words, charut, um, uh, engraved, but uh, that we will, that's for another time. But I wanted to, to read some of that. That's from, again, the Zohar. And it's originally written in, and, uh, or I should be brought forward in Aramaic because it was the letter, letter language of that time. But it was actually, uh, again, an oral teaching. But again, um, it says the power of the Torah. Power within Torah is on the, what it calls his right side. And the interesting thing about what the, the writers of old said on the right side, and this is in the teaching of Korah, the right side was the priesthood. The right side, again, represents the priesthood or the priesthood right, represents the right side and Torah is the right side. But it also says that the Levite is the left side, which is purity, okay? Uh, these again, what we're doing is tying spiritual things. What the writers are doing are, are attempting to uh, tie spiritual things with natural things so that we can understand what was actually going on in the parashah with Korah. So Korah, Korah in essence, 
is a Levite because it gives his genealogy in the beginning and it said and, and it goes down to Levi, right? But Korah is a son of Levi or a Levite. But he's going against Aaron, who is the priesthood. So he's trying to usurp his authority or leave his place. All right. So in the spiritual realm, since the Levites on the left side and the uh, uh, priests are on the right side. They're trying to, again, he's trying to usurp. Now, in located in, within the right side of the priesthood is the Levite. They are tied into that closely, but they are not, again, to overstep their boundaries, which is what Korah was doing. And what Korah, and Korah actually did, what he was doing again, was he was causing a dispute, but not really a dispute, a division in the camp. He had 250 people follow him in the camp. And so the most high, our father had to get rid of him. But he had all, but what he used was Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And those that stood with Moshe to take action or to speak the word according to the Torah. And we saw the results of that. Right? And and Moses, Aaron. And Yeshua, Joshua, represented the authority in their generation and in their age. Every generation of Torah keeper, if you're keeping Torah, every generation of Israel has a responsibility to teach the children, the next generation, the Torah. Okay, That's important because if you're teaching the Torah, you'll go back to the story of Korah, which teaches them not to rebel against the authority. The rabbinic teaching is, or if you read the Havdalah, it says, Sever and Marnan, or listen to your instructors. Moses, Aaron, uh, the Levites, and Joshua, at that time, were our teachers, or our judges. And the people of Israel are, are, are required to listen to the leaders. So we are required to listen to our instructors. If we rebel against our instructors, then there is a punishment for that. Of course, we have fallen away so far now that a lot of our, our so-called teachers are corrupt anyway, right? Mm -hmm. How do I know that? Because you look around and you'll see some things that we even discussed today being taken, being allowed in the congregation of Israel, which is against Torah, and that is LBTGQ or whatever you want to call it, or pride. That all happens. This is how it all ties in. If when we fall away, when we get away from Torah, we don't go into to bondage. Bondage is is sin. Is is what a lot is 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 how these different things happen to us when we fall away or fail to teach the next generation. Um, I want I want to keep this as simple as possible, and I want to do this. Uh, so that you can really see what is going on with this left side, right side thing. And we call it left, you know, right side in politics, left side in politics. And we're caught up in this thing, right? Left side, if you're, if you're on the right side, you're okay. If you're on the left side, you're not okay. But, you know, and these are spiritual things. These are spiritual concepts. And we have to be very careful. This is why we as the children of Israel have to be wise and understand what is going on. I mean, Brother Mike said something this morning. 
And I didn't even realize, I didn't, because I didn't follow it. And he was talking about um, Black Lives Matter and where it came from. He said, I didn't, I didn't look at that. I didn't, because that is not important to me. It's, it's, a, it's something, that, it's a political thing to me. It's a movement, in, but it has nothing to do with Israel. So I don't pay attention too much to it. You know, I don't down them. I don't have anything to say about it. But when I'm going to go and research it, because that is very powerful to understand what the root behind, what is going on behind the scenes. And so we as children of Israel, again, have the responsibility to make sure that we don't attach ourselves to something that would degrade us spiritually. And it becomes sin if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. And it will lead us into bondage if we're not careful. But we are called to a very specific thing. And I'm going to share right now. I'm going to share and we're going to move forward. Uh, I'm not able. To, I'm not able to do it right now. Uh, I don't have. And, and right when now. when you say that, Rabbi, it makes me think about in in the Torah when you commit a sin and you don't know you're committing a sin, so they would go back again and they would give an offering because, like everybody's, oh, I'm part of this uh, Black Lives Matter movement. And I would say I'm part of it too because I don't want our our men killed in the street anymore. But then when you start digging and looking at research and say, oh, well, they're representing this, this, uh, this LGBTQ, you have to take a look at it and, and revamp on what your feelings are on that. And so I, yes. I, I think about how we're, we get a part of things and we don't really know the root or what the, what they're, we're about, what, what their goal is on, on some of their issues. So we just have to be careful with that. And That's also, right. um, when you read other uh, books of the Bible uh, in the Torah and further on, you'll find out where uh, Hashem would tell them to utterly wipe the people out. And I thought when I was a child, I thought that was so terrible, you know, but he said, if you don't, they'll become a thorn in your side. You'll start following, you'll start listening, you'll start paying attention to. And I understand that it's either this or it's either that. It's either Hashem or it's nothing. So we don't want to be uh, wiped away. Mm-hmm. And we see that with Korah. 14,000 plus mm-hmm. wiped away. And they were Israelites. Mm. So we have to be careful and watch uh, what we're attaching ourselves to. Right. Yeah, and that's, we, why, yeah. that's why when I give you this parashah, and it's only what two or three chapters every week I'm giving you, you need to read it. Cause you like, man, I was reading it. And I'm like, that's kind of ratchet. God just what he like 250, the ground open, swallow them up, bam, they're gone. Then he shut the ground back. And then the plague was hitting 14,700, bam. Then one of Aaron's sons ran and he had to give an atonement for their sin to stop them from dying. And yeah. when you start reading that Bible, it comes alive for you. And that's why we want to be on one accord and read this because it's not by chance God has given us all revelations at the same time in, in this hour. Yeah. And he said, come out from, from amongst them so that I can destroy them. In other words, so that you come away from that, don't be a part of it and, and risk losing your place in the world to come. You know, so that's, that's very important. Again, that, that's, and that's in this parashah. All that comes out in this parish, come out from amongst them. Don't be attached 
to this rebellion. Do not go against the Torah. Don't go against the, those that are, uh, again, the powers that be the, that are, are ordained of God. We read that in the New Testament, right? Mm -hmm. The powers that be are ordained of God. So we say, listen to your instructors, right? And again, we have our own judges in our communities, our own, the, those that are responsible for the, the, the maintenance of our community that we adhere to Torah. So in the Brit Hadashah, again, we're still dealing with Korah. Remember, we're still dealing with Korah, all right? And I'm in the Brit Hadashah, I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. Okay. And I and just want to what, correct. I just want to correct myself. It, it wasn't rats. It was just what it was. That's our father, and yeah. he 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 doesn't play with us, and he doesn't have right. time to play with us right now. Right. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. And so I want. I just want to see show you how this these parashah. If if we study it, you'll find that it ties to there is a unity in the Bishadi Shah. But if you don't understand the concept where it comes from, you know, then then again, you don't have the foundation. And so we're dealing with the foundation. And it is in the second book in second Corinthians chapters six, verse 14. This is a under the temple of the living God. Now, who is the temple of the living God? Again, spiritual concept. You are the temple of the living God. Right. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm hmm. Okay, so this is the temple that we're talking about in Corinthians. And so what, read what it says. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So that's what Korah, they were rebellious. Korah, well, he was acting in unbelief because he was rebelling against the Torah of, of, of the Most High. Not the Torah of Moses, but the Torah of the Most High, the teachings of the Most High. Remember, I say the teachings of the Most High. It says, uh, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. So come away from them, get away from them so you don't be caught up in their sin. Again, we have to be aware of what's going on in society. They are trying to yoke us up with unbelievers and make us accept this trans transgender and all these things. They're trying to make us they're trying to yoke us up with them. Again, that's what happened with Black Lives Matter. If you know that they yoked them, and not only that, with the equal rights movement, you'll find that the LBTGQ community has attached itself to it and is polluting it and dragging it down. Mm. It's changing the whole concept. So we have to be aware of that. Okay. So again, how can we stand? Uh, how can how can we stand together with with, with with what is against the word of our Father, Avinu Shabbat our Father who is in heaven? It says, verse fifth, verse fifteen. It says, and what concord has Mashiach? That's that word. They say Christ is Mashiach with Belial, or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? All of this is talking about us, just like Korah, get away from the Korah rebellion. Get away from what Korah is doing. He's trying to usurp the authority of what has been laid down by the Father. He says, and what agreement with the temple of God 
with idols. You are a temple of God. So what do what agreement can you have with a society like that? We are called, we are being called out of the essence of this society that we live in. We're being called to be separate, even though we're here. The book of Jeremiah tells us to get married, have children, and to build homes and to, to increase and not decrease while we because the captivity is going to be long. But two men can't have children, two women can't have children. So that goes against the, the word of God. Again, that's an that, that just shows you that it doesn't work. He yeah. said, for ye are the temple of the living God, your body, you that are living today, that are studying and attempting to, and I, again, striving to live by Torah, you are a temple of the Holy God, of the Holy Father, okay, of our Father. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. So again, looking at this teaching, he's showing us how he, what he wants to do. He's telling you what he, his desire is for us. And it, as it is, this is not a new thing. This has always been what our fathers wanted. He has always wanted, and that's why he chose Israel to be separate from the, be, to be special uh, and concerning with the other nations so that we would be his priesthood, his representatives on earth so that his anointing or his power could operate through us as a separate people. Our bodies are different. As again, as we read in the, the uh, Sefer, the spirits have no control of us, nor the angels. Angels are our are, are ministering spirits, but not for the rest of the world, not for the, the other creation, not for the nations, but it's for Israel. Okay, and we have to understand this, and we have a responsibility to teach this. You know, I was going to, uh, Brother Mike, again, I have to go back to you again. You're teaching on, on the Shema, and that's Deuteronomy chapter six. Uh, and, and it says, teach it to the children. Again, when it says that, again, that's going to generations. We have a responsibility to teach the next generation all these things, all these principles, all of these teachings that come from, that were handed down through the hand of Moses. It says it went through Moses and the men of the great assembly, even up to the prophets and priests, you know, all of this was handed down to us without change. But he does allow for us to make some differences in our community based upon the times that we're living in, as long as it, it stays with the teaching or the principles of Torah. You see, so each generation has a responsibility. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to teach the next generation the proper way. And it's difficult being in Rome or being in Egypt as we are and have been for these, you know, our life standing for 10 generations, I guess. We've been here at least in this place. And so our children have been brought up in this place, just as our forefathers were brought up in Mitzrayim. And they've learned these things. And we're trying to teach our children to don't be attached to the world system. Don't get caught up in, as we say, the politics of the world system, because you know we're here and they, they try to make us feel good and say, you need to do this and that. No, you don't need to do anything but study Torah and operate in accordance to the Torah in our community, in our community. Verse 17 says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, just as Moses 
as the father said to Moses, come out from among us, get away from Korah. He's saying for us, get away from society. Don't be caught up in society because it's evil. And you risk leaving your place in the world to come. Israel, it says, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. It says again, um, it says in Second Corinthians, chapter seven, verse one, it says this, it says, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perspecting holiness in the fear of God. In the fear of God. In the fear of in the God. In the fear of God. That's who mm -hmm. we fear. That's the wise. That's wisdom. So, and, and that's, you have to stand on that, especially when you're, again, in, I'm not saying go out and, and call people out because they get, no, I'm just saying just don't be attached to that. All right. Don't be attached to that. And when they ask you about it, then you have to answer it in accordance to what the Torah says. You have to tell them the truth. It's, I don't uphold that lifestyle. It is abhorrent to me. And I choose not to be a part of it. To con I, I refuse to condone it. I'm not against those the, that people that are in that, but I choose not to attach myself to it, nor to be uh, so the people would even think I'm attached to it. So we have to make a separation. He says, separate yourselves in numbers. Again, but back in the parish, in Korah, it says in numbers 16, 21, separate yourselves from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Why? Get away from them so that he can do what? Consume them because they were in sin. He's saying that to us in this, in the nations where we're scattered. Don't They'll be amongst them because I'm going to destroy them. And you don't want to be tied to that. He says in, in number 16, 26, and he spoke unto the congregation saying, depart, I, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men. Stay out of their household. Get out of their business. You know, and, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all their sins. What is happening to society? Society started off uh, um, close to Torah, you know. Well, I can't say that. I, I repent on that. No. Society in the United States has always been perverted. Oh. As Akhot Easter spoke earlier, our fathers, forefathers were raped. Our women were raped. Our children were raped. This has never been a moral society. And what is happening now, we're seeing the recompense for the evils of this nation. And because the nation refuses to repent, but instead has doubled down. Just as Korah said, when Moses said, come out, let's talk about it, let's get it straight, repent, he said, we are not coming. And the nation, the United States is saying, we are not backing down. We are going forward with this gay agenda. And they're going forward with it. And there's a punishment for us. So the word is for us is 
Don't be attached. Don't attach yourself to that. Stay away from it. He says, get you up in verse 45, number 16, get you up from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. So Moses, they fell down like they would die. You know, Moses, again, in the teachings of, of, uh, of uh, in the Kabbalistic teachings said they were like they died, you know, Moses and everything. It's like they fell down like they were dead. Uh, and, and they had to be resurrected again because they were giving up their lives for the people, you know. And, and so we don't want to give up our lives because that's already been done. You know, that's already done. We, we don't give up our lives for the people. We live for the people. And we uh, have to really, really teach our children that it is unacceptable. And in the matter of fact, um, as we study and I think, and I think about it rabbi it's like these little subtle things that they do like if you go into like Louis Vuitton I go in there to get a purse now they have a men's section first they started off with the briefcases and then they have the purse the, the purses then they have the bag across there the, the, the carry it's these little subtle things that transition them into it and we have got to stay awake we have to be woke on, on these on these little yeah. things and these commercials and all these different things that's going on. Yeah. We began to see subtlety in the garden. It says yeah. that the serpent was the, the most subtle um, creature there. So it began way back then. Yeah. And, so and that's and, yeah, that's a principle. And he yeah. waits that, on you and yeah, he'll yeah. he'll wait a long time and and we we seeing him showing up time after time after time commercials oh it's okay it's okay to have sex with a man here's some medicine that can protect you from hiv and they got these two black men on there kissing come on yeah. now we, we can't keep yeah. falling for the okie doke oh let me yeah. take this medicine then i can go out and have sex with this, this other brother and i'll be okay and i won't get the hiv devil you yeah. a liar and the truth ain't in you and we send you back to the pits of hell yeah those again again those are spiritual things manifesting in the natural realm and they're correct so what they've done they plant the seed and then they rape people so that their spirit can enter into them or they molest the children when they're young and that spirit has been prevailed you know it's been in this nation for since the beginning and yeah and, and it's it's you know the father's telling us get out the word is going to get out there is a place that we can go and it's not israel by the way, there's a place we can go and get away from homosexuality for right now. It's, they're trying to get a hold in there, but there's a place we can go. Because in Israel, we know in Tel Aviv, and we know throughout the land of Israel, that it's there. Uh -huh. right? and, it's, and it's growing, and it's, it's, it's flourishing there. So, you know, we, you can run to Israel, but you're going to run into the same thing, to the land of Israel. You're going to see the same thing. It's not going to change. You're going to see the same things in the land of Israel right now that you see in this country. The same behaviors, the same hatreds toward you is going to be, is there, okay? Not maybe as bad as it is, but it's there in pockets. It's there. It's not the Israel that we're commanded to live in. Not yet. That day is coming. But let me read this again here. Ezra chapter 10, verse 11. Now, therefore, make confession unto the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the, and the, it says the strange wives. In other words, the subtlety of what's going on 
in this country. He's again that principle that that uh, 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 Aliza spoke about in the garden. Mm -hmm. That subtlety is happening, and he's telling us the word tells us to separate from them. Okay, the people of this land, the nations, and we are actually told, commanded to separate from the nations. There's a whole teaching on that. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that was uh, one of the lessons I was studying for today was the separation um, from the nations. Now that was that was Tuesday. On Tuesday, I was going to do separation from the nations from the Mishnah, how we're to remain separate from those that are around us. And so it's again, that's why it's important for us to try to live in communities, our own communities, build our own communities where we can actually function um, as Israel. And so we have to really look at what's going on in the world, in society, and understand that we are in the world, but we're not a part of this world. We're in this society, but we're not a part of this society. We have to survive here, as it says, as the prophet says, have children, you know, build your houses, give daughters in marriage, and take sons for your wives for your sons, and and grow, increase, and don't decrease. That's our responsibility. It did not tell us to be like the nations. It did not tell us to blend in. It did not tell us to desegregate. It tells us actually to to segregate, to separate ourselves from them. Uh, I, I should put it. I should say it tells us to separate from them because uh, we have to work amongst. Them. We have to work with them because we're in their society as long as we're here. But we have to maintain the integrity of the Torah wherever we are. Okay. And then, and then and, I think and, about and, uh, I, I think about when people say, "Oh, well, we fought our ancestors for the right to vote. We fought for our right to be married. We fought for that. We we couldn't even have our husbands and wives yeah. at at some point. We fought for a whole lot. And I, and what I want to do is put on people's spirit. And I was thinking the other day, what if today was your last day and you knew today was your last day, or you had a week left? What would you be thinking and what would you change? And that's how we should start thinking every day. Like what if today is my life? Can it can be because COVID can hit you and you can be in a hospital. What within two days, people are dead. So we got to think in those terms, what repentance would I, would I be doing or what would I change in my life to get this right? Because I only have a week left. But yeah. go ahead, Rabbi. I just want to no. put that on, 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 in people's spirit. Go ahead. No, we have to, uh, that's, that's a good point. We, we have to um, focus on, you know, what we are supposed to do and, and, and do it, um, you know. And I, I, I'm gonna do this, let me do it this way. Brother Mike started, let me, let me do this. <laughs> Deuteronomy 64, six and four, six and four. Okay. Deuteronomy 64. Now it's it's actually, if I read it from the Sadur, you know, we get down to a point where it tells us, don't fall off to our own hearts, right? And it's telling us that our heart can be deceived because of the subtlety of the, the nations is what it's really warning us of. Because think about it. People say they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they come up with all kinds of crazy things and it does not line up with the word. But people follow them because they say they've got the anointing on them, 
right? And they said, I, it was in my heart and my spirit. But you have to make sure that it's in the word. If it doesn't line up with the word, then that subtlety is entering in and causing you to stray. And, and that's why, that's why you hear church leaders or community leaders, and I shouldn't say church leaders, I should say those are Your your volume is gone, Rabbi. Okay, hold on. Okay, it it it's it's back, and you were saying that you, they have to follow the word. In order to follow the word, you have to read it for yourself. We know there's false prophets out here, and that's why we give you the parashah to read it for yourself. But go ahead, Rabbi. You have to read it, and that's another reason why we have to read from. The Torah, so that you can see it is the word. Now we have to be careful again um, of the translations because sometimes they're making these translations now that are trans transgender. Okay, so you have to go back to it's it's important to be able to go back to the Torah itself, the whether it be the the Hebrew or Aramaic, uh, Syro Aramaic, or the Paleo Hebrew. For me myself, I prefer the Paleo Hebrew. Um, but uh, you know, I learned them both. So, because when you get into the English translation, they, and they they kind of mess things up. As years grow, you see these different transitions, and they don't line up. So, anyway, Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might." This is our, this is it. You have to love him, and if you love someone you know, with all of your heart, you know, your core of your being and your soul and your mind and with all of your strength and with your wealth, with, with, with your substance, you love him, right? And so it says, and these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. In other words, in the very core of your being is what it's telling, the very center of your being. That's where these words, these commands are supposed to be, okay? And he says, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. That's where I'm getting at the generation. Each generation has a responsibility to go back to the foundation and teach the children the foundation. And he says, teach the children and shall talk to them when they sit in the house and when they walk by the way, and when they lie down and when they rise up. And it is a beautiful, I tell you what, it is a beautiful thing to, to watch your grandchildren a grandchild say blessing at two years old. That means that generation is learning. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they should not depart from it. And usually, you see, this is, this is something I really have been considering and thinking about. We have... In the beginning, we always stayed together as a tribe, as a, a tribe, I put it there, a family. The family stayed close together. And so the, the older generation was able to teach the next generation the things that were necessary. That's the way it used to be. And so the parents could leave a heritage for his children's children, in other words, the grandfather and the grandmother could teach their grandchildren because they're the why did they say it was children's children? Because his children are going to be out 
earning a living. And so their children, their, our grandchildren are gonna be at home. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to teach them the foundations while our children are out building their careers, their businesses, and their homes. So we have an opportunity to do what our children can't do. You see, they don't have the time to do it because they're out many times, 12, 14, 16 hours a day away from the children. Whereas the grandparents, we oftentimes have the time to spend with the children and to nurture them. It used to be that way. It's not that way so much now because we're spread all over the world. You know, my, my, my children didn't even get to spend much time with, with my parents because we were in Texas and they were in Gary and my mother passed the day that I left to come to Houston. So they didn't get a chance to get the wisdom of my mom. And, and again, didn't get a chance to talk with my father because he was in Gary and I was here and we didn't see him that much, okay? But it wasn't that way when I grew up. We were right next door and right around the corner, you know, right down the street from all of our people. Again, let me go back to the Deuteronomy. He says in verse eight, you shall bind them for a sign upon that hand. They shall be frontless between your eyes, okay? In other words, right here, uh, in chapter in verse eight on your hand now the jews have have come up with this tefillin and they put the tefillin on your arm and on the forehead but in actuality and that's just a good reminder there's nothing wrong with it. it's a good reminder but in actuality what it's saying is what you do what you think you know should come from the torah okay it's a spiritual concept and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on the gate. Those are the menorah that we put on our house, well, not menorah, but the mezuzahs that we put on our doors, okay, with the Shema inside them on parchments. I think Brother Mike spoke of, on that last week. And, and it shall be when the Lord shall have brought thee into the land, which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. This is going to happen verse 10 read it it says he's going to he's going to take us we're going back into the land and the houses and the land is already going to be taken care of for us when we get there people miss that people miss that verse 10 and it shall be when the lord thy god shall have brought thee into the land which he swore to thy fathers to abraham to isaac and to jacob to give thee great and goodly cities which thou build is not we are not going into the land to build the nations are going to be have it built for us somebody else is going to build it the gardens and all the trees that stuff's going to be done for us when we get there okay and houses full of good things which thou fillest not and wells dig which thou diggest not vineyards and olive trees which thou planted not when thou shalt have eaten and be full then beware lest thou forget which the lord brought thee forth okay so Again, don't forget where you came from. You know, uh, this, we're supposed to read, and it's in the Siddur. It doesn't go through all of the, the you know, because you'd be reading a long time, but the Shema, as it is written in the, and if we focus on it and do it, each generation will Your volume going out again, Rabbi. Okay. Okay, you're back. Okay. 
Yeah, it's something my 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 internet is unstable. Okay, we can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, my internet is unstable. I'm having that's that happened to me on Tuesday. I couldn't even get on on Tuesday. Today is it may be it's AT and T. I think um, uh, falling off. But anyway, we it's important for us to study the Torah, that we be well versed in the Torah and to teach our children so that these things that are happening in society, we understand how to deal with them, okay? It, 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 the only power that we can have is, is in the Torah, that is our power. It is the tree of life to those that take, that take hold to her. The Torah is the tree of life and we grab hold to it and we live by it. You see, and we enjoy the fruit of that tree when we watch our children grow up and our grandchildren grow up understanding and living by the Torah and seeing that we are a separate. You know, we see the concept, you know, every day you can see the concept of how it works, um, but we have to make it work in our lives. We need to make it work in our lives. The society is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. They're going to turn against, they've already turned against us, right? Amen. Now they're coming after, uh, you know, uh, anti-Semitism, as they say, is on the rise. But you know, you're a Semite too. So it's all anti-Semite is not on the rise. It's just moving over to the Jewish community. But anti-Semitism has always been, you know, and, it, and it's going to be until the Messiah comes to deliver us. But we have to be aware that it's, it's, we're seeing these things happen. The rise of things that are contrary to the Torah, we see them happening every day. We read about it in the news. That's a wake-up call mm -hmm. to separate ourselves, all right? That's our wake-up call. We see it, we hear it, you know, we experience it. We, everybody, all of us know somebody that is, is caught up in this, this madness. We all know somebody that's caught up in it. And, and oftentimes we try to, you know, uh, again, as, as Brother Mike said, you ask them a question. Sometimes those people go off. <laughs> you know, some people, sometimes they go off. Because they say, well, you just, you know, uh, you know, you just don't want to conform. <laughs> you, just don't, you know, you're just religious. Yeah. If, you, if that's what you want to call me, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. If you want to call me a religious fanatic, yeah, you can call me that if you want to. But I'm, I'm you know, at the difference. Well, all of us, a, they call peculiar, peculiar type of person. People. A religious person is more apt to kill you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rabbi. My, can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you, but I just, you can't hear me. It's back and forth. My, my volume is, is, my service is bad. Okay. I don't want to step on you. Are you, are you closing or are you still? Yeah, yeah I'm closing because my, my internet is going to be, is bad right now and it's going to be uh, a, a problem. Well, <laughs> Let we, me. We thank you, man of God, for the word. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And, uh, we, let me mute people so I don't have a background.
we thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday. Uh, we've given you the word. We love you all. If anybody needs uh, some deliverance or counseling, or I'll even fast with you, feel free to message me. You can message me uh, your phone number, uh, and we we can talk about it. We can we can deal with it. We're here uh, to love on you uh, and to get to the root of this thing. It's time for us. Uh, when God first gave me this, he gave me the awakening. That's the first thing he said, the awakening, our identity, and how to move forward. And so the awakening is waking up to these subjects. We have to deal with these issues. Uh, we have to do it out of love. We have to love on one another. Um, it's time for us to stop doing the trick of the enemy. It's time for us to awaken and us to move forward in our lives uh, for to, to spot prosper, for us to get to Israel, for us to get our inheritance. If we want to say what's in style right now, we in style. Right now, all, if you turn on the TV, everybody's talking about what has, what has gone on with the Hebrew Israelites, what have gone with the Black people, African-American, whatever they want to label us, the injustice that has taken place. We are what's in staff. We are the focus. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to move forward? By the word of God, he, he's the only one. He's the only one to fear. He's the only one that can do it. We trust him. We have faith in you, Lord. We love you, our Andenai. We give it all to you and we lay all these issues before you because they're really too big for us. And he's dealing with them each and every day. All you got to do is try them. Whatever the situation may be, whatever that's too big for you, and, and I can't stop it, and I can't help the way I feel, give it to him. Give Yahshua what he died for. That's what he did. That, that's what he died for, because it was too big for us. The sin was so great, he had to send his only begotten son. Give it to him. Lay it before him, and I promise you he'll answer. I promise you, he'll help you deal with it. I promise you, he'll lead the way. We love you, Yahshua and Yahweh. Thank you for another day. Have us not come to sin, iniquity, trials, and shame. Let us be merciful to other people as you have given us mercy. Love is the key. Love is patient, love is kind. Help us, Lord. Help us. But we don't, we don't, we want to have eternal life. We don't want to experience the, the pit of hell and that death. But we have eternal life with you. And all we have to offer is us. We can't offer him anything else but us that he lead us and guide us. We are responsible for our fruit. We don't hand them over to the enemy. We don't hand them over to the United States. You are responsible for the teaching of your fruit. If nothing else, that is your mission. Well, where, what am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to teach your children. You're supposed to lead the way. You're supposed to be an example. Are we perfect? No. But giving it to God, it's just going to be right. Because if you give it to him and he leading the way, it's going to be right. He's an on-time God. He's a fix-it God. He's an omnipresent God. 
We love you and we lift your name on high. Brother Mike, if you can give us our closing prayer, please. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Lord God, we just honor you. We thank you. We bless you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for giving us another day, another Shabbat, that we can spend time with family, in fellowship, and in your word. Lord, we ask that you would continue to open up the hearts of all mankind, Lord. Yes, Lord. Open their hearts to your Torah, and then their soul will pursue your commandments. Lord, we pray that you would just be that beacon of light in dark times and help us, Lord, to be a light. You said in your word that we are the salt of the earth, Lord. Yes, Lord. To preserve your word, your teachings, your Torah, Lord. Give us understanding. Give us guidance and direction, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us to put on the mind of Mashiach. Guide us and lead us, Lord. Yes, Lord. From this day forth, Lord and help us. It is in you that we live, move, and have our very existence, Lord. We are nothing and can do nothing without you but fail, Lord. You said in your word, if my people who are called by my name would turn from, the, if we were Teshuvah, Lord, if we would turn, we turn back to you, we turn back to the teachings of old, your Torah, Lord, yes. you would heal the land. So we pray for healing all that are hurting, mend that which is broken, Lord, and do what only you can do. Zeta le shalom, beshuva le shalom. Go in peace and return in peace in Yeshua's name. Yeshua's name, amen. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next Saturday. We love you. Shalom. <laughs>